Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mornings are hard. Your sports radio show doesn't have to be. I'm so happy you guys are still alive. I am excited. I am so happy. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. gonna be a good day with da hey da i do love the da happy being alive day mornings on cbs sports radio yeah yeah Yeah. happy being alive day everybody da with you here on cbs sports radio coming your way in 20 minutes sound check your best audio of the day and it looks like we have another shower take from producer of the zach elb show ryan hickey Whoa. Dropping flaming hot takes in the shower. Glad it's takes. And finally, in 40 minutes. Well. We got throwbacks. We got NFL throwbacks. Vikings, Browns duking it out today. All right. All right. Next hour on the show, mystery guest. Katie Linnendahl. <laughs> this week, I've liked to do, I've been enjoying doing some mystery stuff, surprising Mraz, but the mystery was unveiled yesterday when Katie Linnendahl posted on her social media pages that she would be coming in to say hi to us. And so, <laughs> actually revealed when she texted me asking me about promotion. The mystery was quickly solved. I thought I was texting her on the sly. I thought I was scheduling her on the secret. And then she just went out and said, guess what, everybody? So it's not so much of a mystery, but please, everybody, play along. When she comes here, let's act like we don't know. Oh, my God, this is crazy. Hey, Bob doesn't know. Bob doesn't know. He doesn't have an email, doesn't, not on social media. <laughs> That's right. Well, he is on oh, social he actually, media. He might, he might know. Yeah. And even if... That's not a mystery. I'm going to do a mystery segment for Mraz in honor of Mraz. Coming up a little over an hour from now, we're going to dust off one of our favorite traditions here on the show for Mraz's final week. We also have some food delivered for Mraz today, and I'm going to get to that coming up here shortly. But just a few 
thoughts on the running back market crashing. And we talked about this yesterday, but what happens in my world is something happens at night. I get ready the night before with some research and my thoughts on it. I kind of streamlined it on my drive in. And then by the time we hit the air, I have my take. And I like this because I've worked nights before and you have to wait all day. You listen to everybody else's takes and Sometimes you're like, damn it, that was my take. Or everybody had their say and now I'm coming in at the end. So I really like having the morning take because it's like first up, leadoff hitter, this is what I think. The issue is I had my take yesterday and then I listened to an entire day's worth of takes yesterday and I felt that most of the takes that I heard were pretty awful. <laughs> and some of this is subjective. But here's what my observation was. People seemed unnecessarily disappointed, angry, frustrated, or sad that running backs weren't getting paid a lot of money. And I thought, this is such a bizarre dynamic. Like, people were mourning the big running back contract. And I thought, who the hell cares? Why have we been manipulated into thinking that we should care whether the running back position is fairly compensated? And people I heard say, well, this is going to lead to change. This, watch out, something's going to happen now. You better, Derrick Henry's angry. Saquon Barkley's angry. They're going to get together. They're going to do some stuff. And the NFL better watch out. I heard people that I really respected saying that they were sad that this was the new reality in the NFL. They were sad that running backs weren't getting compensated fairly anymore. And I thought, number one, since when is $10 million a year something to be sad about for a player? Saquon, Pollard, Jacobs will be making $10 million this season. And if I'm not mistaken, Mraz, the highest paid running back in the NFL is... Derrick Henry at 12 or 13? No, it's Christian McCaffrey at 16. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Derrick, Derrick Henry's, Henry's third. At, and he's at 12 or 13. Yeah, Alvin Kamara's at 15. So you're talking about the best running back in the game by power is Derrick Henry. He makes 12 or 13. Christian McCaffrey signed a massive contract, and he's the best all-around back, but it's a deal that most GMs would never sign, and he makes 16. The rest of these guys are making 10 and we're supposed to feel like they're they're a reason to to feel pity for them. I just was like this is so weird. They're still making a lot of money. Okay, are they making as much as the top tier guys? No. But okay, who cares? The second thing is is it representative of a bygone era? Is this like me with throwback jerseys that people just want the running back to be one of the highest paid players because it represents their youth? It represents Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders? It represents a, a moment in time for them where it's like, yeah, the running back meant something. Because I don't, we have no personal connection to Jacobs or Barkley or Pollard or Eckler. So what does anybody care if the position at large is, quote, fairly rewarded. I didn't understand that reaction from people. 
whoever says, you know what, I'm pissed off the right guards don't make a lot of money. Why isn't there more respect for the right guard? Why doesn't anybody say, punting can change a game, you flip field position. Why are they not paid more? Why doesn't anybody say, a place kicker wins a Super Bowl? A place kicker can win an AFC championship game. Why did anybody ever say, why, why do we, everybody just thinks that they're interchangeable? Why, why should they be paid more? For some reason, the running back position, I guess because it's always been glorified throughout history, hit a certain nerve with people. Like whoever says, you know, the left guard doesn't get enough attention because that's also the blind side of the quarterback. It's like, what? whoever laments the loss of the fullback. But yesterday, it was all about, man, it's, it's just, it really hurts to see this. Okay. But the second part of this, the, the larger part, I heard some really ridiculous takes about how to solve this. As though it needs to be solved. What? Why? The running backs will still be employed, and there will still be a line of running backs to be employed. It's not like suddenly... Tomorrow, all of the college running backs go, ah, we're changing positions. No more running backs. Sorry, guys. Uh-uh. Might there be dual-threat guys that decide to be cover corners or become slot receivers? Like Tiki Barber came on Megan Perloff the other day and said, I would have become a wide receiver. Totally get that. But somebody still has to play running back. So it's not like you stop getting an influx of running backs every year to the draft. So it's not like that part of football goes away because the, the running backs take their ball and go home. Also, if you lament the loss of the running back as the focal point of football, you've missed football for 15 years. This has been what football has become for more than a decade. Now we're freaking out because Saquon Barkley didn't get a long-term deal. Also, talk about missing the boat. As Merez pointed out yesterday, Saquon had a multi-year deal offered to him by the Giants last season and declined it. Had he had the same deal offered to him on Monday, I'm guessing he probably would have accepted it. It would have been an idiot not to. He was the one that thought he was worth more than a really good deal and then didn't get the deal on the back end. So, your fault. What's your line? Loses, weepers, find his keepers. Find his keepers, loses, weepers. I don't even know if that's the thing that you say that I'm thinking about here, but. Well, loses, weepers in Saquon's case. Lose with your $10 million. But isn't there also a saying that you have where it's like. Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. I like that one, but that's not it. It's. I'll think of it. C, get you a degree. <laughs> no, not that one. In your case, D. No, not that one. The larger point here, though, was I heard people trying to figure out solutions to this. And I heard somebody mention, well, quarterbacks should make less. If you if you took money away from the quarterbacks, there would be a limit on quarterback spending. Then you could spread it out to the running back. And I thought, this is even more idiotic than anything else. Because let's just say there was a cap on quarterback spending. Guess what the general managers would do? Spend it at left tackle shut down corner, wide receiver, and pass rusher. Because the point is the running backs aren't as valuable. 
So I'm going to put this in some type of, of framework that people can understand. Let's just say your wife gives you 40 bucks and she's like, we're having burgers tonight, okay? Get stuff at the grocery store, 40 bucks, we're making burgers for the family, okay? And you're like, got it. She's like, that's all the money for tonight's dinner. That's it. That's all you can spend. 40 bucks, you can't, you've got no money in your debit account. You've got no money in your checking account. That's it, 40 bucks, got it. When you go to the grocery store, the first thing you will spend money on is the meat for the burger. You will try not to get the nearly expired meat. You'll try not to get the really cheap, thin meat. You'll go like, if I'm going to splurge for anything, it's going to be the meat because that makes the burger. So this is the this is the meat that I like. So that's the quarterback. The meat is going to make your hamburger for the night. That's where you're going to start shopping. Okay, now I'm down to, let's say, 20 bucks or whatever. Now you're going to go, the roll. The, the, the roll is very important here. It's the bun. I need this bun. I know the kids like this bun. I like this bun. The bun and the meat, that's the most important part here. And then you're like, I really want an onion on this. I really want a fresh onion on this. So, But an onion's cheap. That's your center. You know you can get a center for cheap or your long snapper. You got to have one. I can get an onion for cheap over at the, the fresh produce. You're like, there's pickles. There's these kind of pickles I kind of like, but they're a little expensive this week. There's a next version of pickles that I, I, I like. They're not as good, but they're on sale this week, so I'll get that. You know, so that might be your wide receiver. And then at the end, you're like, ah, now there's ketchup. Now, I got my meat. I got my bun. I got the onion that I want. I got the pickle. And I got a six-pack of beer. Okay, now I'm good. Now I'm down to two bucks. And Heinz this week is at $4.99. You're like, I really like Heinz. I love Heinz, but Hunt's is a buck ninety-nine. You're like, and the kids don't know the difference between Hunt's and Heinz, and I can barely tell the difference. I, I like I like Heinz. I've had good times with Heinz, but I, and this is just like a one-time squirt because we're going on vacation next week. I don't need the family-sized. I think we might even have some stuff at home. You know what? We get store brand. A store. The kids don't even know store brand. Nobody knows the difference. If I just put the ketchup on and they don't see it, they don't even know the difference. And you go, I'm going to save there. That's the running back position. You've built your hamburger. You've got to spend on the quarterback. You've got to spend on the left tackle. You've got to spend on the wide receiver. You've got to spend on the cornerback. The running back, just the ketchup. Everybody, okay, now some people are like, no way, I would never eat hunts. But you get the point here. You're, you're taking a position where you know you can easily replace it and nobody can really tell the difference. And so being sad for Saquon Barkley, it's like the point is the Giants can find a pretty good comp to Saquon Barkley with an undrafted free agent, a third-round rookie, and a guy in a veteran's minimum. They think they can do that, and the proof is in the pudding. People keep eating hamburgers and not knowing the difference in the ketchup. That's the point. The Chiefs keep making award-winning hamburgers, and their ketchup is generic store brand. The point is, the Patriots haven't had a dominant running back since Corey Dillon 20 years ago, and they kept winning Super Bowls. They were using Costco ketchup or whatever, Walmart ketchup, every single year. 
It never affected him. Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, Damian Harris. Who are these guys? They just kept winning Super Bowls. Then the one family spent their whole nut on the ketchup. They're like, we want the best organic ketchup. It's non-GMO. No, no sugar. It's all cane sugar. It's tomato puree. It's Sir Kensington's $13.99 ketchup. And that's drafting Todd Gurley. And they're like, well, I mean, the, yeah, but you use cheap meat and you use cheap buns and the burgers suck, but your ketchup was great. That's drafting B. John Robinson. Okay, you got great ketchup. So the idea that, well, we should take money away from the quarterback. We should allow running backs to, to enter the league earlier. We should restructure the CBA. You can just keep getting ketchup. That's the point. It's like if you're running a company, you can just keep getting a new social media intern. Those are not hard to come by. That's the point. That is the point. The running backs are just not as valuable as a singular entity because you can find the same production in cheaper places every year. Also, it is a capped system, but within the capped system, a free market. And every general manager in front office has run a million models and a million efficiencies, and they all spit out this. Don't spend on the running back because you can get 90% of your production in the fourth round. So just keep spinning the rookie contract deals. It's just the market. that it's, it's just supply and demand. There's way more supply than the demand. That's it. Good, bad, no. Oh, well, there's a couple of things I just have to add here. I actually love the comp. I really did. I think you did a good job breaking it down. Thank you, sir. Uh, and I say this in all seriousness. If you were to ask me to a man, Sean, you could either have Saquon Barkley never play it down again for the Giants, or you can never have Heinz ketchup again. You could take Saquon. I'm taking the ketchup. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's number one. Number two. Uh, so I th- you know the difference between Hines and, and Hunts. 100%. I will also say it took until my final week on the show for Dixie Landan to make me audibly laugh out loud back here. I mean, Pete are in stitches. On Twitch, Dixie Landan, in the midst of you making a serious point, wrote, the bleep is this argument. Who the bleep can't make a burger dinner for less than $30? <laughs> and the bleeps will fill in, but he, he lost <laughs> track of the whole argument. <laughs> All right, Dan, just change the number. I, I did add a six-pack in there, so grab a six-pack of beer. I will say, I mean, I don't know where you're shopping for ground beef for 20 bucks, but, geez, I need to, you know, start going to a different supermarket. Right, okay, so let's say it's 10 <laughs> Let's say it's twelve ninety nine for six patties. The point remains, your priority is the meat. You're right. It is not the condiment. You're right. Speaking of food today, Bryce Gelman is a recent college grad, and he is the executive producer of a right now, at the moment, unnamed podcast that I may or may not host. It could be under embargo on these airwaves. Nye accent? (laughs) Nye accent. And Bryce, for Mraz's final week, said, I'm from New Jersey. I don't believe 
that the greatest bagels on earth are from that city. And I want to prove it to you guys, and I want to reward Mraz for a great career on your show. And I want to bring in the best bagels I've ever had. And I said, I think Mraz would love a hot bagel. So Bryce woke up bright and early, got to the bagel store today when it opened, and got him hot and brought it in a thermal bag today. And says, these are the best damn bagels he's ever had, and it has nothing to do with the five boroughs. Okay? I... I am now extremely pumped up because I did not know that this was a Bryce plan. Mystery! So, Bryce, hop, hop on the mic. What makes these bagels the best bagels that you've ever had? I want to know specifically what makes these bagels the best bagels you've ever had. So, you know those bagels that you see on TikTok that are extremely crunchy on the outside but, like, soft and gooey on the inside? I've been having those bagels my entire life. Mm. This place is like three minutes away from my house. It's far and away the best bagel I've had. And trust me, I've had plenty of Long Island bagels, which he'd probably attest are way better than Jersey bagels, but wait until he tries this. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Wow. The challenge Old has been issued. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Are you ready for this? I mean, it's it's hot, crusty bagels at 7.20 a.m. This is, I mean, you can throw a nude woman in front of me. I'd rather have the bagel right now. Right? Chicken yeah. pesto lady or a hot bagel. You're taking the hot bagel. Uh, yeah. So, Bryce, these are still hot. Uh, I mean, you went 20 minutes on that segment. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure if they're, if they're that hot, but they're still hot. Okay, they're still hot. Let's try them in the break. Let's get Mraz's breakdown coming up here next. Also, sound check with a shower hickey take coming up here next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. You should be watching the show to see Mraz's facial expressions as he eats this hot bagel. That's at Twitch, and that's on YouTube at the CBS Sports Radio channel, and also at WatchDA.com. That's mobile-friendly. 
Asante Samuel on CBS Sports Network on the idea of Bill Belichick being the greatest coach of all time. Is he the best coach in NFL history? Absolutely not. Are you crazy? Why, why not? Well, look at his record without Tom. You got to win without Tom. So you're One telling thing me. I learned about being great, you got to be great in different situations. It was all Tom. I was there. I saw it. It was Tom. Everybody know it. Tom know it. But he ain't going to admit it because he want to be politically correct. So Asante Samuel <clears throat> does not like Bill Belichick. He has criticized Bill many times over. So I, I do think some of this critique is A, predictable, and B, not all that noteworthy. But I, I do think that Bill's success or lack thereof post-Brady does have to factor into the grander legacy here. And I don't think Andy Reid is the greatest coach of all time. But when you do compare the two, while Andy Reid never won a Super Bowl without Patrick Mahomes, he went to five NFC Championship games, went to a Super Bowl, did it with two different franchises. Okay, so let's just compare Andy Reid and Belichick for a moment. Without Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid has gone to five NFC Championship games in a Super Bowl. Without Tom Brady, Bill Belichick has never won a playoff game. Now, Andy Reid had much more time to do so, had more than a decade in Philadelphia. But I would look at Don Shula and say, well, note that Don Shula has the most wins ever. Don Shula has the undefeated season. Don Shula has two Super Bowl appearances, but brought three different teams, really, to the Super Bowl. Won the Baltimore Colts, lost Super Bowl three. Then the undefeated 72 and 73 Dolphins. Then brought the Dan Marino Dolphins to the Super Bowl. And that was a completely different team with a completely different roster and a different style. Like, that was a ground-and-pound, defensive-oriented Dolphins team in the 70s and then an aerial attack in the 80s. Probably hung out too long. The 90s were not that kind to Don Shula. But, and I'm not saying that Bill is not the greatest. I am just pointing out that there is an argument to be, ha to be had that Bill needs to prove some type of success. And, you know, going 10-6 and six with the Browns is not really that without Tom Brady. Here's Draymond Green on the Patrick Beverly podcast talking about the Jordan Poole punch. I don't just hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time. And you, you usually ain't just triggered by something like that fast, you know, right. to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a team. You know what I'm saying? Like, and nobody on my team triggering me, you know, in, a, in an instant. You know, we know stuff that you don't say amongst men. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, we know, you know, things that you have to stand on. Jordan Poole was a brat and said things that people didn't say. And Draymond Green is a hothead. And, you know, it's just oil and water right there. I think if you had a more reasonable human being than Draymond Green or a guy who is less ready to tweak the veterans than Jordan Poole. It's just an incident that doesn't happen. But it's why Jordan Poole's not there anymore, let's face it. And to be honest, I mean, off-season NBA stuff is just, to me, totally boring. This Embiid stuff and the Poole punch or whatever, summer league. It's like, I think we're on to football here. Let's, let's dial back into the NBA when things matter instead of discussing drama off the court in the middle of the summer. And finally, the most important quote of the day comes to us from Ryan Hickey. He is the producer of the Zach Gelb Show here on CBS Sports Radio and has found a bit of a niche 
online. He is doing takes in the shower. So he's setting up his camera, his phone in the shower, and as he soaps up, he's doing his sports takes. Here's the latest Hickey shower video. NFL running backs in 2023? Like a good bar of soap. Do you need a good running back to win a Super Bowl? No. Do you need a great soap in order to have a great shower experience? No. But both are very, very important for having success on the field or in the shower. Let's let's take a look here. Let's show you. All right, so in the shower, the body wash is the quarterback. Everything in the shower should be built around the body wash, a good smelling, clean feeling body wash. Just like every NFL team should be built around a franchise quarterback, that's how you have the best chance of winning a Super Bowl. But just like a quarterback needs a good wide receiver, a shower, not only do you need a good body wash, you need a good shampoo as well. You gotta be smelling good from the head up as well. That's a very good combo, shampoo and body wash, just like you do need a really good quarterback wide receiver combo. But, but, that does not mean that running backs and or soap are both obsolete. When you're feeling disgusting, when you are having, for my instance at least, having 140 degree disgusting subway platform trash New York City air breathing down your every second now in the summer. How do I get clean? It's not by using body wash, not by using shampoo. It's by using the hard stuff, the soap. And you can bring down the music there, Pete. <laughs> Go retire after Num that. Number one, guys, <laughs> body wash or bar of soap, guys? Bar of soap. I'm still bar of soap. Body wash. Hmm. I... If you give me a nice bar of ivory or a nice bar of zest or something or an Irish spring, I prefer it, but I'm just, I'm, oh, Duke Cannon. That's a good bar of soap. It is. Katie it is. brought that in for us. Mm -hmm. But I just find myself around more body wash these days, so I think I would opt for bar of soap, but I think I am around more body wash. Well, I use body wash too, but let me ask you, you feel totally clean getting out of a shower only using body wash? I feel like even when I use the body wash for the smell and everything, I still go soap at some point. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't usually do the loofah, which is the, the most important part probably of the body wash. Yeah, I love a good loofah. Pete, why are you opting body wash these days? Well, I, I, I do both. It doesn't really matter. Like, like whatever's there, <laughs> whatever I buy, whatever I feel like. But the Duke Cannon you, that you mentioned, that that's another level bar. Yeah, it really is. That's a big-ass bar of brick of soap. All right, number two, let's forget the content here. What do we think about Hickey's niche right now of shower takes? Well, I will say this, that a, a former colleague of ours texted me yesterday to point out that his Instagram algorithm back-to-back -back gave him our picture with the beautiful Lisa Ramos and then Hickey in the shower. That's a tough back-to-back. -to -back. That's a tall. I mean, right back down to earth. <laughs> That's breaking even in the worst possible way. Uh, I had algorithm. a former colleague text me about this video yesterday, too, and said... I like the guy, but Hickey sucks, and that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I admire the creativity, I suppose, but I don't know if that works. Now, Hickey is a clean fellow. He dresses well. Handsome guy. Handsome. He always seems like he's got good personal hygiene. Right, I trust him on soap advice. Yeah, I think I do, too. But I, I don't know if the niche is enough for me to want to keep coming back. Shower takes. So It's distracting. Yes, however... 
because I'm oddly glued to the shower takes, I found this one to be the best one yet. I thought he actually made sense, you know, He and he went and he was pointing out, part, he has a lot going on in his shower, but the shampoo and everything, I, maybe I didn't love every comp, like maybe the left tackle should have been the shampoo, and as a bald guy, maybe slightly offended, you can't win a Super Bowl, but either way, I thought it worked, I thought I thought this comp worked. Mm. Uh, my burger comp or Hickey's shower comp? I liked his shower comp better. Wow. No, your burger mm. comp 15 times over. Wow, thank you, Pete. I No. Uh, pound for pound, you had more things to go to with shopping for burgers. I thought my visual was better. Hickey's, I didn't think, created enough of a clarity with his argument. Maybe, but we actually had a real visual there, which was him in the shower pointing true. those things I didn't out. Make the burger. Right? Had you come in with like some kind of apron and some charcoal Kiss to really right. sell that? That might have worked. On a hot griddle we plugged in right here it would have yeah. been great. Fair. Plus, I kind of agree more with Hickey than you, so that helps. Really? That I might break the tie wow. and take Hickey here. So you think the ketchup is not replaceable? Well, specifically, I'm with Sean on Heinz always. So, but my point, I guess my rebuttal. Would your kids know Heinz nah, they're 12. I wouldn't have known at 12. Okay, so that's kind they're of a refined palate now. Okay. But they also wouldn't know if I was skipping on anything else. They wouldn't go, this is not... Where's the short rib mixed into this blend of meat? Okay. There's plenty of other places to skimp on. So my comp needed some work. Yeah, it did. And I'm going to close with this Hickey thought. Were we aware of this? Because I only was aware of this podcasting. He has now called his own show on Friday night, Hick at Night. Oh, I didn't even catch that. And it's like a, it has a whole logo and everything. Hick at Night. Is that right? Hickey's got his own logo for yeah. a once a week show? Yeah. And it's called, and I, I got to be honest, I'm looking at it. It really pops on the screen. Does it look like the Nick at Night logo? It's just his face with like, no, it not really. It ah, should. It should. <laughs> it's bubbly. You get the flavor. There. What was and that noise be, in there? It might have become my favorite show name in the history of CBS Sports Radio. Wow. Hick at Night. More so than the Pork Store, which was hosted by you? Similar time slot. In fact, same exact time slot. Uh, yeah, I prefer Hick at Night. I think he's got some. Kids got chops. <laughs> kids got chops. Great branding. You're a kingmaker now, huh? Great branding. Need a better host. Wow. Wow. All right, let me get your breakdown. That was a real drive-by. Huh? Yeah, I know who's out on the producer job. <laughs> I'd also ask, though, then if it's not him, it can't be Hick at night, or is there another Hickey that could host better than him? Well, Shep tried to do Clarissa Explains It All. It didn't work. <laughs> Shep explains it Shepherd all. Shepard explains it all. <laughs> there it is. Money. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> they wanted me to host a show called All Fat, but that also didn't play. <laughs> we couldn't get the copyright on that. All fat. <laughs> All right, so you now had the hot bagel from Bryce Gelman. It just came back up a little bit. The too. hot New Jersey bagel. What'd you think? So this bagel store does something that not every bagel store does in the Northeast of New York area. It seeds, fully seeds, both sides of the bagel. Usually you get, you know, a top, you get some remnants on the bottom. But I would argue the bottom might have been even more packed than the top, which is hard to do because usually, you know, the bagels, they flake off in a bag. It stayed. 
He was right. There was a perfect amount of bagel crunch, but not like a chip crunch. You know, the bread type of crunch you're looking for, while a good doughy inside really pops. So I thought the seed flavoring that I was getting all flavors, bottom of your mouth gets that little ripple effect on the onion and the sesame seeds, top of your mouth also, while crunching both sides of your jaw, (laughs) and then the exploding dough into your mouth with whatever you want to do, some butter or cream cheese in the middle. I wanted to be a hater just to bust his, you know, chops a little bit. I can't. That, I'm not going to call it the best bagel I ever had. No, but if you told me, hey, close your eyes, top five bagel, I would think that suffices, yes. I'm 100% in the lockstep with you. I can't say it's the best bagel I've ever had because I don't remember the best bagel I've ever had. But if you told me, DA, here were your reactions to all of the bagels in your life and this was a top three reaction, that would make sense. The doughiness on the inside was very crucial. It was soft and doughy, but not undercooked. And not airy. And not airy. Had a good flavor. I went plain with a little cream cheese on it. Didn't eat a lot of cream cheese. And I would even imagine that had I gotten it hot from the place at the place or within five minutes, it would have been even another level better. It Probably true. It was great. Because especially when you put the butter and cream cheese, if you get it like fully hot from yeah. the store and they wrap it in the white and then the, you know, like that oil gooiness comes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nicely done, Bryce. Nicely done. Standing by for headlines. Here is Andrew Bogish. DA, some have called it boring. We begin, though, with NBA offseason rumors <laughs> like the one of James Harden wanting out of Philadelphia. Sixers GM Daryl Morey confirmed that yesterday. He was wishing for a different situation contractually, um, and I think that's been the main desire for uh, looking for a new situation. And, yeah. um, you know, at this point, look, if we can do something that uh, is win-win and helps the Sixers, uh, then we will look at it. And if we can't, then, then we won't. That was yesterday on our friends 97.5, the Fanatic in Philly. The key is the end. Maury will only trade Harden if the return keeps the Sixers in title Aren't contention. Friends, WIP? Uh, I was told these are our friends as well. I got clearance to play this. <laughs> IP is our friends. You did get clearance to play that. I see. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> IP is owned by Odyssey. Yeah. Fanatic is not. But. Yeah. Okay. But so that we're still tight. But since we got tight. clearance, they yes. are friends. Our old friend us. John Kincaid works on the Fanatic, correct? Right. That would clarify friends. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. Got it. Uh, the NBA just announced that the Nets and Cavaliers will play in Paris juice. on January 11th. It'll be the third nice. regular season game in the country. 12 MLB teams scored 10 plus runs last night, the most in 129 years, and none of them played at Coors Field. The Rockies wow. only beat the Astros 4 3. It was Wrigley that had the highest scoring team. Here comes the one-two pitch to Suzuki. Line drive, shallow right center. That's a base hit. Another run is in. Horner stopping at second. Mastroboni scores. Suzuki collecting his fourth hit of the game. The Cubs have their 15th. And the Cubs now lead 11-3. to three. That's Pat I'm Hughes. changing my mindset a little bit. Bryce is now giving me a cinnamon burst bagel instead of the everything. DA. I mean, this could be the best bagel I've ever is had. Is that right? Yeah, like it's pockets. Like, better than a cinnamon raisin. It's cinnamon. Oh. oh. Wow. Okay. I'll have to try that. 
Uh, Pat Hughes, Cubs Radio. Seiya Suzuki, four hits, three RBIs. Chicago, a 17-3 route of the Nationals. The Diamondbacks won a shootout in Atlanta, 16-13. The Giants won in Cincinnati. The Mets held off the White Sox, and the Royals beat the Tigers all 11-10. The Dodgers rolled through Baltimore, 10-3. Same fun of the Twins over the Mariners, and the Guardians hammered the Pirates, 10-1. Northwestern is launching two external investigations in the wake of their football hazing scandal and having to fire their baseball coach for bullying players. One probe will figure out better ways to detect such issues and hold the people accountable. The other will explore the athletic department's culture. Leo Messi had his first practice with Inter-Miami yesterday. He remains on track to make his MLS debut on Friday night. And the Phoenix Mercury snapped a six-game losing streak head-to-head, 72-66 over the Sun. DA, back to you. Bogues, you're a ballpark guy like me. You went to Wrigley last season? Last summer, yeah. Going to Fenway this weekend. Have you been to Fenway? Uh, not in a long time. What's your favorite ballpark in, in the in the league? Um, I mean, Camden Yards is the best, still the most fun I've had. Oh. City Field is my favorite because it's the Mets. Um, Philly's not a bad spot except for being in Philly and being Philly's related. Uh, but Camden is just fun. In fact, wow. somebody was just Not talking Wrigley. about Wrigley. Wow. Um, Wrigley was Wrigley was cool, but because Camden is a little newer but old, and the setup around the building outside, yeah. I like Camden. Yeah. Yeah. I would go Wrigley number one. I just absolutely love a summer day at Wrigley. Going to the bars and then going into the ballpark and the history of it and the bleachers and the ivy and just everything about Wrigley, the neighborhood of it, is is to me like a top five sporting experience. I think I would go Fenway two. And then I'd probably go Camden three, although Dodger Stadium was super impressive last year when I got to go to Dodger Stadium. And when the sunset comes over the mountains in L.A., it's like, unbelievably magnificent so Dodger Stadium was way higher on my list than I would have thought before I got to go to a game that'd be my top four you wouldn't know this until you went there Camden's still number one but number two Truist Park the Braves new stadium and that area that they built the battery around it I've been to the battery but not to a game yeah so that whole interaction on a game day was pretty wild yeah it looks awesome see my problem with with Wrigley was because it's Wrigley I sat in a seat that wasn't wide enough for even me, <laughs> and, you and I had a pole, pole in front yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. The rest is great. Yeah. The game part, the game watching was an issue. <laughs> right, yes. When we come back here on the show, throwbacks, Browns and Vikings dusted them off yesterday. DA, CBS Sports Radio. To bring cat, bring cat, oh, that's a little Canadian bacon preview for you. And what song is that that you're singing? Isn't that the uh, Tom Petty song? Kitty cat, kitty cat, oh, oh, oh. Pussycat, pussycat, whoa, whoa. No, you're not getting that? DA on CBS Sports Radio. And you can listen to the full show in podcast form. Full four hours with the best of the show. And the brand new PGP is out. The last one, Mraz, will be joining us as a full-time member of the show. Although I have to imagine Mraz may swing in for a guest spot here or there on the PGP. If he's allowed, I don't even know. If we embargo them, do they embargo us? Who knows? So throwbacks are all the rage this year in the NFL, and I wonder why. It's because everybody's old jerseys are automatically better than their new ones. So the Eagles are dusting off the Kelly Greens. Nice. Buccaneers are dusting off the Creamsicles. Nice. And now we have... The Vikings dusting off their late 60s and 70s with the traditional shoulder piping and 
the traditional block numbers, and they look awesome. They look at, plus it's a deeper purple. It looks awesome. I don't mind the new Vikings uniforms. I just don't think they ever needed a real change. If you look at the Vikings throughout the years of their Super Bowl years, 60s, 70s, into the 80s, Anthony Carter, Darren Nelson, they were always awesome. And then they botched them when they got to the Favre years, the Adrian Peterson years, and then they got really stupid. And now they're a little bit better, but still they should just go back to the throwbacks because they're awesome. And the Browns are going really unique, but retro, going back to the 1940s and early 50s when they actually had a white version of their helmet. So I think, whereas you and I have the same take on both of these, the Vikings look amazing, and when they wear them, they're going to be badass, and you're going to wish that they were the full-time jerseys. Yeah, definitely. But on the Browns, it is jarring because the Browns have always been orange, orange, orange with some brown, but orange, orange, orange helmets. And now they're white helmets. And we've seen white on white with an orange helmet, but never white on white with the white helmet. Right. But because they streamlined the piping and the lines and the stitching, it looks like a cool classic uniform, but just a white Browns helmet. And it doesn't look brownsy. But it looks really cool. Right, which I think is key for both of us. We need to be flexible. We can't just kill everything that is new, DA. We all, you know, we have to, when something looks good, we have to admit it looks good. It looks really, really good. Now, here's where the overkill is. I don't know that we need him three times this year. Where the Bucks are only right. wearing the creamsicles once this year. You're getting these white helmets three of your 17 games. That becomes a little overkill. They look very bowling greenish. Yeah, that's true. So there's no logo on the helmet. It's an orange stripe down the middle and two brown side stripes down the middle of the helmet. No number, I don't think, on the helmet. We only have a Miles Garrett head on, but this is from 1946. White top, white pants. And I think the key is that it's not noisy. And this is why, is it new? And I should be accepting of it, even if it's it's new? Well, it's the old style, so it's old block numbers. Now, they do have the shadow, but they had the shadow back in the 40s. And the simple stripes, horizontal stripes or vertical stripes based on the helmet, and there's just nothing else. And so it looks clean. And I think the lesson here is new oftentimes is noisier, more busy. And it could be new, but if it's more basic, it's usually cool. Yeah, I'd rather white and basic than throwing Buddy the Elf on the orange helmet and yes. making it crazy looking. Right. Yes. You kept it or simple. Barking dog. Right. It's why we question whether those Lions Thanksgiving throwbacks are even truly throwbacks, but they look like them, so we don't mind them. Well, th- those are throwbacks. With the no logo on the helmet? Yeah. Okay. I mean, somebody like me, I guess, we're, we think pancakes weren't invented till 83, so you just assume those aren't real. But it's well before TV. It was probably right. a 1950s style uniform but the point is with no logo it looks simple looks right that's why the white helmet works yeah yeah these are both upgrades these are both cool i i'm with matt Moraz. i don't think we need them three times it loses some of the specialness the browns should wear a white helmet only once a season but ultimately both these uniforms are really cool when we come back on the show not so mystery guest katie linadol joins us in studio next T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.